Alan, we have a new inductee to the IT book club, and I couldn't be more excited. Me too, although I have not. I don't know what you're referring to, so it's a placid sort of excitement. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. The IT book club is uh, the secret society that anybody who reviews our podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts joins automatically just by writing a review. So we've got a new one. It's from Luminous Luke, who is Luke from the Ink to Film podcast, which is an excellent podcast. The Ink to Film podcast compares um, books to the movies that adapted them. So they've done like Jurassic Park, Jaws. Um, now, the right that uh, hosts Rob and Alan really deliver with the clever concept for Interrupted Tales. I listened to their George Loves Gisla episode. Aw, a favorite. And it had me cracking up throughout. Their interruption premise only works if the interruptions are funny, so I had my doubts. But I'm happy to report that it works and never gets bothersome. You should absolutely check out this show and see for yourself. Luke, thank you very much for your review. And if anybody's listened this far, I think you should listen to the rest of the show. Luke says it's pretty good. I mean, are you going to trust the iTunes review? I mean, uh, of course, you should trust iTunes reviews. <laughs> you should all trust iTunes reviews. Hi guys, I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. And we host Novel Predictions, a podcast where we laugh at ourselves and each other as one of us tries to predict the ending of a book the other has already read. Essentially, one of us is torturing the other. It's not torture, it's hilarious as we try and predict the story from some popular novels like Aragon, Fault in Our Stars, and more. We read the beginning, we talk about the story, and we try not to give away how royally the newbie reader is screwing up the plot. So join us every other week for fun, ruthless reviews of popular novels. Subscribe and follow us on social media, and we invite you to read and laugh along. As we torture each other. It's not torture, seriously. Maybe a little. Okay, it's just a little. Thanks for listening, and keep making novel predictions. We really need a new outro. It's time. Time for a thrilling story of romance, adventure, mystery, anything with an expired copyright. It's time for another Interrupted Tale. Hello, and welcome back to the show that usually ends. It's another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I Take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, on the days where I have multiple people on the podcast. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have you been doing this podcast behind my back? Um, uh, oh, you're not part of the Patreon feed, Rob? <laughs> well, you're missing out. Uh... My friend, Rob. How are you today, Rob? I'm doing great, Governor. I realize we haven't done any English accents for a few episodes, so I need to keep up the practice. We still haven't. Hello? What's up? Yeah. What's all this, then? Well, all this is today's story, entitled The Weeping Killer, by Harry M. Sutherland, from the pages of Blasmac... Blaskmac. <laughs> Blaskmac. <laughs> It's a new hero on the streets. <laughs> His little brother died from a heroin overdose. Dolomite's cousin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Mask Magazine, December 1921 edition. 
And it appears to be some sort of mystery, I guess. <laughs> it's a mystery what it's about to me. I popped this one on Alan pretty late. So grab a drink, sit back and relax in your favorite chair while we read you this week's tale. For Moriarty, it had been almost as hard to walk from the condemned cell to freedom by way of the main entrance as it would have been to take that other walk through the little door that leads to the electric chair. Well, let's be honest. The way to freedom is totally uphill. And then there are those stairs you have to take at the beginning. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying that about halfway through, the electric chair starts to sound pretty nice. Hmm. Yeah. Well, just... at least an electric scooter. <laughs> If not the full chair, at least. Well, I mean, you know, well. What about, how do we feel about the hoverboards, Alan? I don't know. Our uh, city business for take it or leave it electric chairs, not, not doing that well. <laughs> not getting a lot of foot traffic on those. No, people keep spray painting them with red paint. I don't know why. Don't know why. He had suffered all that a man can suffer who faces a horrid death. Ooh, he'd watched a Justice League Suicide Squad double feature. Hasn't the man suffered enough? Well, I guess he could have started the dark universe with uh, very high expectations and... <laughs> the dark universe. Oh, the mummy. Yeah, and he saw the version of the mummy with sound, so it was, it was even worse. The last of a once iron nerve had been put into the task of dressing himself in his execution garments, and when the order for a new trial had been read to him, the once powerful gang leader had silently crumpled into a heap on the floor. Well, not quite silently. He did ask for his handmaiden, put his hand to his forehead, and said, My word! before crumpling. I don't think I've been watching that. Uh, My word! <laughs> or the uh, crumpling handmaiden. You know, I, I thought maybe it was a Flying Nun reboot for a while. <laughs> They've got the outfits for it. Yeah, I, they might be. I haven't watched it yet. He was all in. Through. Done for, as surely as the electric chair could have finished him. Never again would he be able to hold a gun in his hand to take his place as the undisputed king of his world. And oddly enough, though. He had become the undisputed king of this disco. So, yeah. That was pretty good. It was okay. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. <laughs> they would not let him. He might try it, but he knew they would find him out. No man could hold his position, he told himself time after time, who had been through what he had endured. Yeah, it's, it's not like mob bosses have to be all tough or anything. You know what it probably was? Politics. Mm. Getting ahead in the mob is all about who you know nowadays. Damn millennials. It's that uh, avocado economy. <laughs> Try as he did to hide it, he knew that his old slaves and subjects had seen him tremble during the ridiculously easy second trial of his case. Oh, this is where the old gangland saying of never let them see you sweat or openly weep in court comes from. It's just good <laughs> advice. 
I thought that was a deodorant phrase, but no, that's where they got it from. They just took out the court part, you know, for mainstream audience. Oh, well, no. I mean, everybody's got to go to court sometime. <laughs> Sooner or later. There's got to be a Venn diagram of people that need deodorant <laughs> and people that cry in court. That's got to be overlapping a lot. <laughs> Fair about, actually, yeah. Yes, you should see the, the graphs we have of the <laughs> correlation between those two things. <laughs> Even the assurances of his lawyers that it was all fixed, that his acquittal was a sure thing could not sustain him, could not keep his hands from shaking and the muscles of his face from working. Ah, Jim Carrey rubber face syndrome. It causes spastic <laughs> twitches of the jaw. Yeah. There's no cure, although it can be greatly derailed for a few years by relationships with Jennifer McCarthy. I hear really terrible paintings. It's another sad side effect as well. You know, goodbye tardive dyskinesia and hello... I, I don't know. What does he paint? <laughs> Probably clowns. I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> Only the saddest of clowns. <laughs> the brazen effrontery of his stare, the menace of his squared shoulders, was gone. It stammered as he told his prepared lie on the witness stand, and he knew that his old henchmen were shaking their heads behind his back as they accompanied him in a sort of damp jubilation from the courtroom and back to the old rendezvous. Fellas, I don't mean to talk behind the old man's back, but uh, I feel like he's lost his nerve and that won't be good for business. Uh, also, why are we all so damp? <laughs> Anyone have an idea? Or a towel? Something? Ugh. Damp. I don't think you've played up the jubilance enough. <laughs> well, it gets old fast, is my point. At first, you're like, yay, we're damp, and then it's, uh, you gotta live in it. I know, it's like the day after Christmas. You're like, okay, we, we played with the toys. Can I, can I just have a drink? <laughs> I may. Just need some alcohol, that's all. <laughs> it's been a tough Christmas for all of us. What a farce it had been. When after the first round of drinks had been drunk to his return, Jeff Hardy had informal argot. Ooh, argot. Look who's using such fancy language. Not me. I would have gone with something more on our level, Alan, like patois or mouthy noises. About our level, you're right. Did I say it wrong? Argot? Argot? How do you say it? I always said argo, but I honestly don't know what's correct. <laughs> right, go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, it is with the oh good. I said it with barely a T, so I could do that. Yeah. Argo. 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 Argao. Interesting. That still works. Well, I mean <laughs> it still works because I like to tell you to go fuck yourself, of course. <laughs> Jeff Hardy had informal Argao surrendered his place as regent, and formally handed him his old pistol as a token of renewed leadership of the gang. Leader? Why? He knew, and they knew, and he knew they knew he knew that he was not fit to be even an apprentice in that company of blood and steel. But what he didn't know they knew, that right? he knew that they knew he knew but didn't know... He totally did. I hear that gang should never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> it's 
Good advice. Every night for a week after that, he could see in the darkness above his bed the sneer and the smile on Hardy's face as he surrendered the leadership, which he'd already found so sweet. Surrendered it? No wonder Jeff had sneered at the very idea. You know, maybe I've been lied to by movies, Alan, but Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine a mob boss named Jeff. Your neighbor who's a pharmacist? Yeah, but a a cold-blooded member of the five families? No. Jeff. You never had a run-in with Nine Finger Jeffrey? (laughs) Nine Finger Jeffrey Tataglia? Um, (laughs) No. Why do they call him Nine Fingers, Alan? Oh, he does that little trick where he makes his pinky disappear. (laughs) (laughs) He slides it. Where's it go? Oh, I love it. I love I like Jeff now. He's a good guy. Good guy. Jeff, the mob boss. I mean, he'll cut you bad, but uh, (laughs) nice guy. Yeah. Moriarty had been a real leader of men. Guided into the realms of some great manufacturing enterprise, politics, or finance, he would have been as great as they had become in the world of violence and crime. And while not quite a Napoleon of crime, he was at least equal to a Gerald Ford of misdemeanors. <laughs> I mean, it's competent, but it's only competent. Would have been different if he hadn't pardoned the last capo, you know, then you would have yeah. trusted a little more in his leadership, I think. Yeah, it looks bad. It looks bad. <laughs> Instead of the master of men who work in steel or coal, or gold. Fate had decreed that he should become the master of men who deal in crime. And just as disaster overtakes great leaders in great industry, so had disaster overtaken him on the night when Sailor Bradley had dared dispute his preeminence and met the death the code demanded. You know, this story has almost gotten me back with this whole death code business, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then I got to go back to an idea of a mobster now named, nicknamed Sailor, and I just don't know again. Mm-hmm. I, I go more traditional names, like Knuckles or Fisto. I've read that. Uh, how many numbers do you think are in a, the death code? Because, I mean, four seems a little short, but six is a lot to remember. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I think a t- 10 is usually max, so... yeah. Okay, and there. you definitely don't want a death code where you trace it on the screen, because then people can see the smudge lines and know what your death code is. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you, want, a, you want a good death code, but it can't be too good, because then everyone will forget it. It's, it's a tight line to block. No, I, I've heard the best death codes are the ones where you... You put together the common words like correct horse battery staple or murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill. That seems very hard to guess. Murder, death, kill. I don't <laughs> think anybody would think of that. It just seems very redundant as well. Yeah. Then you could just make it's the password. Strange. strange. <laughs> death or kill. One, right. one or the other would really work. Right. No one in the underworld doubted who had killed Bradley. Moriarty was alive the next morning, and Bradley was dead. That was evidence enough. But there was considerable surprise when the leader of the Woodchucks (laughs) was sentenced to death for murder. Okay, now the gang suddenly all makes sense because they're called the Woodchucks. (laughs) 
So, Jeff, Sailor, I apologize. You guys totally belong here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woodchucks. Oh, God. So many people killed when they got in a fight with the Weebelos. <laughs> oh, blood running through the streets. Blood and tins of popcorn just rolling all over the streets. Oh, so many merit badges buried along with brave 14 year old boys i'll tell you what though when this gang does a car wash they do a good job so it's yeah. worth the little extra money i've never understood why doesn't the gang also sell cookies oh because you know they don't want to look like copycats the copycats are the other gang down the street the gun malls make so much money selling cookies those gun balls there they can get away with it it's cute Oof. you know but it's crazy woodchucks every resource was assembled to prevent his execution and obtain his freedom and these weapons had triumphed they had brought back their leader but found they had only a weakling in his stead ah like when joe gibbs came back i want to clarify that uh <laughs> Joe Gibbs has had a successful career in both the NFL and NASCAR racing. He was a shell of a man when he came back to coach again, Alan. A shell! No, he was better than Art Shell. <laughs> <laughs> well, now this is going to be an argument. All right, let's get started. Why, there had been tears in his eyes when the verdict of his acquittal was read in court. Tears, Alan. Tears. Mm -hmm. Mob bosses are only supposed to cry two things. The death of a child and the ending of Titanic. And, you know, if they run out of secret extra dry. That, that goes without saying. Twice he had been seen faltering in his step as he came from the loft building in which the woodchucks had their club room. <laughs> well, it was uh, less of a loft building and more of a treehouse that Jeff Hardy's dad had put together. Go woodchucks! <laughs> oh yeah, nine-fingered nine Jeff Hardy's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He's, you yeah. know, he's a subcontractor, so he had all the materials. Oh, that's how he lost the finger. Nope, nope, he's just doing the finger <laughs> trick. Just the trick. He's good at it. He's that good. He started at the slightest sound of anything like a pistol shot. And worst of all, he refused to carry a gun. Well, luckily the club room had a by-the-hour gun caddy rental. Oh, really? By the hour? By the hour. You know, it's worth it in the end, because not only does he carry the gun, but he'll help you select the one to use in the appropriate situation. Okay. Like, sir, um... The police have just entered in the front and the back, and at least half of your army are injured or killed. Um, may I suggest the AK-47? I missed. This is your fault. <laughs> See, that's, a, that's another advantage. Someone to blame it on. That was the situation during two weeks following the old leader's return. Then on a Sunday morning, Terrence Moriarty, right-eyed, square of shoulder, spring in his step and a smile on his face had gleefully pummeled two new members of the gang who accidentally blocked his path, hurled a bottle through the club room window, and undisputedly resumed his sway. Swagger! Oh, boy. Oh, sounds like someone's gotten good at golf because this guy's now the legend of Swagger Vance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now he's finally putting the frozen goods in the same bag and putting the heavier things on the bottom. He's got grocery swagger. Uh, 
Okay, that was less. Yeah, it looks know. like corn subsidies are going up because we've got a new secretary of swagriculture. That's stretching a bit. But... Okay, all right, I'm okay. I'm done. I'm done. <clears throat> I don't look I who's don't. a short-legged omnivore and lives in burrows known as sets swaggers. That doesn't even. That's a slant <laughs> rhyme. I don't think <laughs> our podcast allows that. I don't think you're disqualified. Giving, I don't think you're giving the Badgers enough uh, enough due for their swag, man. Are you kidding me? They buckled under the woodchucks within a day of them getting in a turf war. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, there were a few scraped knuckles that day, my friend. <laughs> yeah. The night before, as all of the world that mattered to him well knew, Jeff Hardy had screamed Moriarty's name as he died, and the old leader had automatically been crowned anew. James Phineas Moriarty, as I live and... Hey, what's that gun for? Uh Convenient. It did not matter so much to the woodchucks how Hardy had died. <laughs> That's good, because uh, those woodchucks have enough on their minds. What with having to gain all that weight before they hibernate in the winter? <laughs> Can I just point out for the audience, who's, who's probably not following along at home... Uh, even the author puts the word woodchucks in quotes as if he's not really sure if that's the real name of their game. I think he was doing that so he could mark it so he could, all right, when I come back later, I got to fix this name. This is just, right. That, well, that's the search and replace exactly. for the old typewriter days, huh? Exactly. Yeah. That was a matter for the police to find out. The police did, to their own satisfaction at least. But Moriarty merely smiled at the sensation their theories caused. He still refused to carry a gun, but he still led the woodchucks. The toughest gang to ever rise out of Pleasant Acres subdivision. It doesn't sound like much, but their power extends over both the pool and the small bit of woods between Foster and Elliott streets. Okay, what about the Royal Farms that's on the corner? Oh, no, no, no. That's kickball country. Oh. The kickballs, they, they, they kick balls. You, you don't want to mess with them. More feared and respected than he ever was, and with confidence that his path of glory need not lead a man of intelligence again to the death house. Jeff Hardy's body had been found at the bottom of the elevator shaft. Shaft. Of the elevator. Shaft. Can you dig it? I'm uncertain as to whether I can dig it or not. You probably shouldn't. In the old loft building in which his gang occupied a portion of the upper floor. <laughs> the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. Package for the woodchucks. Can you just... No? Uh, I'm sorry, is anybody here? Pack. We're, we're here. No girls allowed. <laughs> no girls allowed. You have a girl with you? No, I have a package. Is this package a girl? Why? How would the package be a girl? I don't know. There could be holes in the box. What? What is the package? How would I know? It's packaged. Well, what's it say on it? It says woodchucks. All right. Well, leave it there, okay? We're, we're having pizza rolls. Fine. Without doubt, he had fallen or been hurled six stories to the concrete pit below. Hmm. But the way that his arms pointed to W and S 
like on the uh-huh. sundial in the outside courtyard, proved he was trying to tell us something. Trying to provide a hint book to Mist? Sure. <laughs> Mist. That he had not committed suicide was certain. Now, now, let's never assume that he wasn't really just bad at committing suicide. Is that the plot of A Million Little Pieces? I, <laughs> I was intrigued. And then the commercials before the show ended. <laughs> I was interested before the actors came on set. <laughs> um, Rod Livingston, I presume? Well, you shouldn't presume for more than the first episode. <laughs> Flashbacks, come on. Whoop. Oh, did I, did oh, I spoil alert. Big Little Lies you, Part 2 for you? you oh, no. Did. No, Alan, I was going to binge all three episodes. Ah, man. It's, it's the daughter from Terra Nova, in case you're wondering. There was no reason why he should in the first place. And in the second place, two reliable witnesses swore that they had heard him cry, Damn you, Moriarty, as he fell. You were ridiculously broad on Sherlock. Moriarty <laughs> shouldn't be like the Joker. He's more of an opposite Sherlock. Just, just think about it, okay? Uh-huh. Also, how much more do I have to fall? Let me, uh, let me spin around here. Okay, here we go. Okay, just a bit more. Uh, so tell me, how are things with Mavis? Long... Shaft. Shaft. Oh, boy. Moriarty had been arrested, of course, but at least almost once because policemen as well as eminently respectable citizens had seen him a block away from the building at the time that Hardy's scream was heard by the night watchman and the elevator man of the building. Yeah, I, I get that people were saying that it was the same time, but he was still just a block away. It's mildly suspicious. Just a little, right? It had taken some time to drag Hardy's body from the pit and identify it. Ugh. The, uh, the CSI says he landed head first. Looks like Rudy and Vice buys us lunch. Uh, is, um, yeah, it's not a very good joke. Listen, you could have just said it was a reference I didn't get. Hey, oh, uh, yeah, props that's... to you for admitting how terrible that was. <laughs> I can't all be winners. Wait, can they? Can... <laughs> <laughs> they could if we were better. <laughs> uh, you get what you pay for. <clears throat> this caused a delay, but even at that, the police admitted they probably would have been unable to make out a case against the old leader no matter how rapidly they work. Or, you know, maybe they could take their time and do some investigating. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, that, that's silly of me. No, it's, it's one week, and uh, you can't interview anybody that <laughs> very... is related to the fall or people that might have seen the fall. Or They had a very short statute of limitations in 1921. Yeah. Captain Bush, who knows probably as much about gangsters and the gang politics as any police officer in the city. And also, all of the best shrubs to take a quick whiz behind should the need arise. Uh, you think that's an inherited family trait? Oh, no, I think it's a mantle that's passed from Captain Bush to Captain Bush um, as, uh, as their powers leave them when they die. They find... <laughs> The other person in the city who knows the most 
best bushes to take a no, whiz behind. And no, they, I know what you're talking about, that there's a whole galactic bush league. <laughs> yeah, there's the bush league. Which yes. He's, this is the Captain Bush of Sector 5382. <laughs> and the bush league, you know, they each get assigned a sector and uh, they, they help people or aliens, wherever they are, find the right, find the right place to go take a quick whiz takes place in the 90s and we've got a lot of technology to make samuel l jackson look younger that's because we know exactly what he looked like in the 90s as any police officer in the city had ordered the arrest of moriarty as soon as he heard of hardy's death he did that even before he knew that the old leader was the last man seen with the new chieftain he was also the one who recommended the discharge of the prisoner the next morning. Ah, I guess the money had arrived by then. I'm gonna get me a boat! <laughs> I'm Captain Bush! Now I'm double captain! Um, I got a boat! And a policeman! And yep. I know where all the bushes are! Okay, so I've... I've uh, inherited a lot of power and responsibility, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm, uh... Yeah. Do I get the boat? Oh, no. No, the boat's extra. But yeah, seaweed doesn't seaweed falls under another guy. It's uh, what? Yeah. So you don't get the underwater bushes. So you don't get the boat. But why did you have a boat? What? Oh, I, I saved up for this. This was my boat. Totally separate. Yeah, it's going to my wife. She's my ex-wife, but we kind of got back. It's a long story, but I've got to die so you can have the power. So uh, okay. I'll, I'll right. see you later. <laughs> Take care of the boat. Get it to Linda. But no, now I got to deliver it? This doesn't... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just one line. I'm dying. Last wish. Come on, compadre. Linda. She lives right down in uh, Sarasota. Is that, even, is that even on the coast? You know, they, they can drive a boat. It's got a trailer. You got to find the trailer, by the way. I, I'm not sure where it is. It's probably parked near my apartment. Oh, my God. This is Bush League. <laughs> you're right. And you're the newest member. There are more ways than one of killing a cat, Captain Bush remarked philosophically to some of his newspaper friends. Ah, the philosophy of cat killing. That's really helped some serial killers in dark times. Dark jokes, too. <laughs> I'm just surprised there's dialogue now. I feel like someone's talking directly to us. Thank you. Keep Go on, Captain Bush. And the law doesn't keep up with all of them. But you do admit Hardy was alone when he fell down the elevator shaft, persisted one of his questioners. Why do you think he was killed? You know, you're right. This is dumb. He clearly fell down the elevator shaft by accident like millions of people do every year. They are death traps. I think you're thinking of holes in the ground. <laughs> holes. He was killed as surely as Terence is again king of the woodchucks. Mammals with big long teeth. Claws to dig pretty deep. They're not too cute to look at. They look kind of really fat. I shouldn't fat shame rodents just because I'm king of the woodchucks. I feel... Like we missed a couple stanzas, but okay. <laughs> it was getting a little long. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Replied the police veteran. He was killed because Moriarty had lost his nerve. 
He was killed in the way he was because of long nights Moriarty had spent in the death house by a man who knew that if Hardy was killed by a shot, he would walk through the little door instead of the big one on his second trip from his cell. They make the soon-to-be-executed use the doggy door. It's a bit humiliating. I mean, they can't open the door every time somebody gets executed. There's gonna, <laughs> they're going to get insects and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, plus the doggy door. They, then they can just come whenever they're ready. You know, there's no fuss. Yeah. So they only need it to go one way, though. <laughs> I guess that's a that's a feature, actually. I find that less offensive than the joke about killing cats for some reason i don't know just... it wasn't about killing cats it was about the philosophy of killing cats okay a, all right it's a difference he was killed by a man with brains and that imagination which made him a tamed slayer dude you'll never tame slayer slayer slayer's christian rock right no christian. no that's striper Oh, Slayer's okay. one of the big four of metal. <laughs> the big four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Metallica. They're the Arthur Anderson. You got Slayer. You got Anthrax. Uh -huh. What? And no. You have uh, Megadeth. Yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, Anthrax is the weakest of the big four. I, I agree. Now, this is an wait, original whoa, 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 OG about, metal. How about Iron Maiden? Or yeah, see, that's that's first generation. This is the second wave of what really people call heavy metal. You've learned a little something about metal music, Alan. Oh, this is just because you watched Anvil, the story of Anvil, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. It's so Canadian. It's great. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess my Amy Grant joke is not going to work if, <laughs> if, if they weren't Striper. Oddly enough, she is also a big fan of Slayer, but, you know, she keeps okay. it on the down low. I know what happened there. Surely, as I know, I'm sitting here. There'd be no use in going into court with it. So I uh, guess it's time for lunch then. Deli or the Indian buffet, guys? Well, I would like a samosa, but I'd also like some pastrami, so... Uh, well, then we'll go to the one that's both. The new Deli Deli. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Oh, boy. One half, it's all deli meats. Okay, that was quick. It was terrible, <laughs> but it was quick. Hardy had openly challenged the old leader's authority. Everybody knows that. Even the boys on the street were mocking Moriarty. Calling him childish names like Mori or Moriari Lima Rita. I'm just glad we don't have Mori of those jokes. <laughs> Based on Budweiser novelty beverages. <laughs> How do I make a Moriarty Takiza reference? <laughs> That's a tough one. He had been seen twice walking unsteadily out of the building, wiping his eyes with his handkerchief, seeming to be half blinded by tears. Once, the elevator man had to help him to the street. Everybody in the district knew about it. Well, he lived in the mob district. It's nice, but that homeowners association is fucking insane. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do not let your grass grow. That's all I'm going to say. He was in pitiful terror at the thought of the time when Hardy would pull a gun on him and challenge him to fight it out. 
He knew that when the time came, he would either have to go back to the death house, be killed by Hardy, or disappear. Well, I guess I need to get started on my magic act. Now, where did I put that port key? Hmm. Hmm, no port key. What about some, uh, some of that, uh, uh, flu, flu powder? Anyone got flu powder? Anyone? I don't know, but apparently he can't find his cup and balls. <laughs> How'd you like that one, reporter? <laughs> oh, Captain. You always know just what to say. There wasn't much choice. One was as bad as another for him. So like the man of brains he is, he discarded all three of the obvious alternatives and found a fourth way out of the meaning he knew would have to come. He called in sick. The perfect crime. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Sort of a 24-hour flu? Yeah. We should just reschedule for tomorrow, or...? Um, maybe, maybe a couple days. Let me, let me text you in, on Monday, okay? Uh, Monday, really? <clears throat> oh, uh, this is rough. Yeah, Monday would, Monday I'll let you know. Um, okay, well, you know that if it's after two days of missing a gang war that uh, you've got to have a doctor's note, right? Oh, I, 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 got, I got a doctor. I, I got doctors. You don't have to worry about that. Um, doctors, right, right. Uh, do you know any doctors? He came last Saturday night. The two of them were alone in the club room. Not a man in the gang would have dared to stick his nose inside the door. They knew there'd be no question about who their leader was before morning. And there wasn't one of them within a mile of the place. As a gang, they are nothing if not sensible. They know that if violence is going to go down, they don't want to be anywhere near it. As they used to sing, when you're a chuck, you're a chuck all the way. If you see a big fight, you should just walk away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the elevator man and the night watchman both heard them quarreling. They didn't hear the words, but we don't need them. Hardy taunted Moriarty, tried to make him pull a gun. We don't know if there was a nanny-nanny involved, but at least one witness heard a boo-boo, and there have been persistent rumors about some triple-dog dares in the vicinity. There's, hey, nanny-nanny, oh. Oh, nanny-nanny. Gets the blood boiling, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it sure does. He had two. One his own and another for Moriarty in case he had none of his own. The second gun was loaded with blanks. Wait, so he brought a second gun for the other guy? Oh, how hopeful. I hope when I'm murdered, the other person is so polite. Let's see. <laughs> Let me just thumb through the plan here. <laughs> plan, you Jeez. say? Oh, what's this plan, Alan? Nope. Uh, hey, hey uh, your birthday's coming up soon, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Great. See you then. Okay, I can't wait. There were two flasks in the room. One had gin in it and was still half full. Or half empty. It doesn't matter now, of course. I've already made a gin fizz. And man, this, this crime's really coming together. Who's with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go down to Hoolahan's. Come on. Hoolahan's? Yeah. Half price for cops. It's half price, half gin night. Yeah. Get half the gin for half the price. <laughs> That's not a good deal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not ideal in any way. 
It's not a, it's not a good deal. It's not a bad deal. It's, it depends how you look at it, Rob. Whether you're an optimist or a pessimist. I get it now. I get it. The other was broken on the floor when Moriarty dropped it as Hardy pulled his gun and called upon him to fight. Hey, put him up, you dirty. Hey, is, is that the gin Ronnie made? Dude, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but four guys went blind from that this week alone. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I most definitely can see you that I'm pointing a gun at. No, I, I'm pointing the gun. I... You can't see it all, can you? Whoop. <laughs> After dropping the flask, Moriarty walked out of the room and down the stairs, wiping the tears from his eyes as he'd been seen doing twice before. Once was the birth of his first child, I believe. And the other time is when he stepped on a Lego. That, that really hurts. Yeah, that, that hurts. <laughs> Just like... Love. <laughs> that, was a, that was a Slayer song. That was not a Slayer song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, yep, was, definitely that was, was. not. That was... Love hurts. No. <laughs> The watchman saw him. The elevator man was on the top floor with his car. Moriarty had sent him there to put a new bolt on the roof scuttle. The perfect alibi. That way he gets a witness nearby and everyone else will be too embarrassed to ask what a roof scuttle is. I think it's got something to do with butts. (laughs) That makes sense. Roof scuttles. Yeah. He swears the door at the club floor was closed when he went up. But the elevator men always say that. Anyway, the light was burning in the hall. That's all he knows until he heard Hardy scream. But how then did Moriarty kill him? A reporter asked as the captain relighted his cigar. Have you seen the film Scanners, Johnny? It was just like that. And wait, wait, was this guy talking to reporters the whole time? Did I miss that? (laughs) Is this normal for the police or is this some kind of weird OJ style, like if we arrested him kind of article? Well, did he pause in the middle to go to the bathroom? And then he was like, oh, I guess my cigar went out while I was. (laughs) You didn't keep this lit for me? I told you to just puff every few minutes. How am I supposed to pontificate without it? Ever hear this new tear gas? The policeman questioned. That's what was in the other flask. Oh, thank God it was the new stuff. It has twice the flavor as the old one. <laughs> hey, is that flask gas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need a gas mask for the flask gas. Oh, I didn't bring my flask gas, fast gas mask. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Why do people listen to this podcast? <laughs> oh, they don't, right? Okay. Blast back. <laughs> no, they don't. <sighs> but wouldn't it blind Moriarty too? It did. But he had experimented until he could find his way out of the building in spite of it. Yes, experimented or tried a bunch of it until he got used to it. Take your pick, really. The effect wears off in a few minutes, and by the time he'd reached the corner, he was merely crying a few tears and had his alibi all made to order. Meanwhile, Hardy was blundering about until he found the elevator door and fell to his death. 
It's a good thing his finger didn't blunder to the trigger of the gun that he already had pointed at Moriarty. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I might actually have to do my job. It's not just uh, putting together murder weapons and rooms and people's names like in Clue. (laughs) That's a good portion of it. An act of providence, I suppose the law might call it. But it was really the act of a damned clever devil. So not Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate. Got it. The end. That story ended, and now we're at the end of our show. (laughs) Is that all you have to say about the ending of that story? Listen, if I guess I could make it up uh, out of nowhere and just pull it out of my ass like this detective did, but I think our audience can see through that. Yeah, I I think the moral of the story is crime pays, but you got to be smart about it, and you should just be tear-gassing yourself every other day just to get used to it. Mm -hmm. I think the moral is how many schmucks would a woodchuck gut if the woodchucks didn't suck much (laughs) well uh, I think it's time to say goodbye and we hope you tune in next week for another interrupted in the criminal justice system the people are represented by three separate yet equally important groups the police who investigate crime the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders and the second guest squad who won't do anything but will sit on their desk and pontificate like asses for hours these are their stories dun dun Hey!